Okay, so it's another episode of Let's Chat Sales. And uh, this time, a little bit of a different one. We are talking about the Indy 500 and how being a race car driver is similar to being a founder. It's kind of an interesting little thought experiment. I hope you find it useful and interesting. And um, let's get started. Thanks. Okay, Bob. So you know what this is. It's another edition of Let's Chat Sales. Let's chat sales. <laughs> I've been missing you, Brendan. You know, we were supposed to do this a couple of days ago. And we didn't get to. I know. You, you know why? Because I was at the Indianapolis 500. And unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you it, told me it was a bucket list item, right? It's a bucket list. And it's quite awesome. It's quite it? an amazing thing. I don't know if you have to do it more than once, but it's, a, <laughs> it's an amazing sort of event. The funny thing about it is because the cars get faster and faster, the race gets shorter over the years. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that because I used to watch it as a kid taped on ABC's Wide World of Sports. It would take like five hours. Yeah, and now it's... What did it take? About two and a half? Two-ish, yeah, a little over two. I watched the race hoping I'd see you, you know. Oh, I was there. I was out there. Waiting. Hundreds of thousands of people. 300,000 in the stands. There were a couple of people that looked like you on TV, but I wasn't sure. I was in a white shirt, if that helps. <laughs> but I, I think there's a parallel between being indie race car driver and being a founder, especially when it comes to sales. Do you want to talk through that? A yeah, little bit? that's kind of a funny, that's a very interesting sort of, uh, you mean like just be having to make quick decisions and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So walk through it because I think it's a great way to make it come to life. You certainly are the, as the race car driver and as the founder, you are the center of attention in a way. I mean, everything kind of pivots off of you as an individual. Right. So there's certainly that you're also forced and all the pressure that goes on with that. Yeah. All the pressure that comes with it. You're the person that's ultimately you're making the decisions. Everyone else around you is in support of you making certain decisions. Cause when you're on the track, as it were, you're the one that decides to do this and, and thus put the car at risk of going right into the wall, which several right. did on Sunday. Several they did. did. <clears throat> so, so that's certainly one element of it. It's kind of an interesting way to look at it. The other is, at the same time, you're relying on so many other people around you. As the driver, as the founder, you're still dependent upon a lot of other people to do their jobs. And ultimately, you ought to be good at that thing. In the case of a race car driver, it's driving. In the case of a founder, it's leading the company. It's having a vision. It's being the face of the company. What you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, exactly. You're steering the ship. You're the one that can you know, make the decisions at that point in time. Ultimately, you, you're the one that gets to make those decisions. You're also the face of the company. You're kind of the sales guy. You're the product, you and the car. Yeah. So yeah. in the same way, the product is the product, and but you're also the product. People are buying the founder. So in a, in a very real sense, you're the marketing person. You're the salesperson for the car company, right? They don't put the mechanics pictures out on these big banners. Right. You know, the guy standing next to the car, it's the race car driver. In the same way, the founders, it's Elon Musk and Tesla. It's not the engineers behind the scene. Facebook, it's Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of an interesting little parallel. I think there's another avenue of it that strikes me, which is the idea that as a race car driver, you're making very quick decisions. I was watching the race on TV and they kept talking about the wind speed was growing. And as the wind speed got higher and higher, it forced them to adapt their cars in different ways and to adapt their driving because of a whole bunch of aerodynamics. Yeah. So that's one of those variables that you can't control. We do not have the ability to control wind. Yeah. And I think as a founder, there are a lot of variables outside your control. You can't control the economy. You can't control the supply chain. You can't control global politics. You can't control uh, customers' overall views of technology. Yeah. But you've got to 
move within those as they come at you and make snap decisions sometimes to protect and preserve what you're trying to do. And race car drivers do it all the time. Or that wind example, they're feeling it happening in the, mm-hmm. in the turn, which is evidently where it was catching the, these drivers. I believe it was turn and three, if I remember Turn three. Correctly. Thank you for that. For our listeners. There's someone out there going, wow, he really is like into this. That's right. And, they're, and they're, they're probably radioing back to their teammates, their crew, hey, this is what's happening in turn three. Yep. And... And when they next come in, it's adjusting the product. If someone comes in, tunes the wing, then they're they're back and competitive. And if you can do it better than somebody else, then you're going to come out ahead. So the quick decision-making, I think, yeah, I think that's a good one. I think also recovering from mistakes. I remember one of the race cars did something, and they had to go back into the pits. I think they exited too too quickly. Oh, that was the Dixon. And they had to go back, so they got a penalty. Yeah, yeah. And so there's one of those mistakes where they said that's basically going to mess him up for the whole race. He he was he was in first place and ended up at the back of the pack. That was Dixon. And uh, his penalty cost him, yeah. And that happens in life. Yeah. But he still finished the race. And he the, could have had a fit and said, well, you know what? I'm out. Yeah, right. The, the odds are stacked against me. I'm going to give right. up. And I think for founders, there are days where you want to do that. You just oh, that's an interesting say, point. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm done. Yeah. But you still run the race. Imagine running the race when you were favored, and now you're the guy in the back of the pack for, it was a good 70, 80 laps, if I recall correctly. Yeah, it was basically bad. done. You're done. Yeah, but you, you but you still do it. You still keep driving, yeah. right? Because you've got an obligation to your investors, to your team, to, to your customers. You don't just give up in the same way. He didn't give up. That's a good way to think about it. Uh, I think we beat it up. I think we beat it up. It's yeah, kind of I like it. It's very on point. You're very topical, given the Indianapolis 500. I and now you can write it off as... If you're out there and curious about it, I'll tell you, quite an event. But I would say, if you have a chance to do it, watch from a box. <laughs> okay. That's the way to do it. All right. All right. Bob, let's... Good to know. All right. All right, Bob. Times change, don't they? <laughs> you bet. Talk to you soon, man. See All you. right. Bye. Okay. So that was another uh, little bit different, right? episode thanks for listening and uh please as always like and subscribe or share with your friends or make a comment uh we'll talk to you soon